It's that time of year again, where I sit down and find out what a top 50 list looks like. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. comes with fantastic new prizes. Motorsport Podcasting's most exciting hour, the fabulous 60-minute Motorsport 101 special. Andre Harrison, come on down! You are the first contestant in reacting to the Autosport Top 50! Oh, uh, I'm so happy to be here, Bob. <laughs> oh, hi, hi guys, welcome to the Autosport Top 50 edition of Motorsport 101. I'm your friendly neighborhood sufferer, Dre Harrison. And in this episode, well, it's the one that's become its own bit on this show because you guys seem to really like it when my head explodes over these sorts of things. It's the Autosport Top 50 edition. We'll get into the nitty gritty behind that in a minute, but I want to say hi to my esteemed presenting panel, first and foremost, who already know the pain I'm about to go through. First and foremost, RJ O'Connell. Hello, sir. Hi. Um... We're we're gonna try some we're gonna try some different things. Um, there there may be some games involved. You may have a chance to win some valuable prizes uh, that we can talk about later on today. I, I'm really excited. You know, it's a new gear. It's a new us here at Motorsport 101. Although technically, this is kind of the last episode of our season that's bleeding into the new yeah. year. But uh, uh, who's counting? <laughs> Yeah, thanks F1 for the really long calendar that put us two weeks before Christmas. We're so grateful. Uh, thank God you got that resolved for 2022. Maybe. COVID notwithstanding. <laughs> also, with us, Mr. Bing Bong himself, Ryan Eric King. Hello, sir. Hmm. Yeah, I'm coming down for 20 plus back against Boston to uh, get a nice buzzer beater dub. Hopefully things play out just as well. See, Cam's at work doing his real job right now, so uh, so he has no defense against this. We can we can <laughs> just pile on the Celtics the whole time. I don't even I don't even dislike the Celtics. I'm just here. For oh, the I content. do. I, I'm a Lakers fan by proxy. I have to hate the Celtics. So good. That was hilarious. <laughs> Bing bong on that. As far as I'm concerned, but uh, hopefully. Hopefully they, they they don't come back and destroy the Knicks when they play again, like in like twenty four hours time. <laughs> but uh, okay, so for those who may be new to the show, every year Autosport releases their top fifty athletes across the world in motorsport, pound for pound. We go through the list name by name, and I somewhat react to said list because I have never seen it. This happened a few years ago where everyone has seen the list except me. Um, <laughs> and it's just kind of grown into its own thing where now I have to actively avoid it every year. And now we get to find out who goes where. And uh, this is going to be interesting because if it's anything like the previous few years there's going to be some questions asked about some of the placings yeah. on this list but hey that's part of the fun i don't know what's coming and, and, and let me just yeah. say as a disclaimer i genuinely do not know what's on this list i say this every and, year and it's a, a hard thing to do because autosport mm. magazine decided to just release the whole list for free but mm. you do have to but the explanations why are now paywalled used to be like uh, they give you the top 10 for free and then they put the rest behind a paywall so yeah it's it's different this year. I'll tell you that um, 
last year we tried doing this and the thought of Valtteri Botas in the middle of a terrible season ranking 12 was just so egregious that it caused the entire master tapes of that episode to be burned up. We don't know where they are. We still don't yeah. know where they are. It's it was that bad. It was that egregious that Valtteri Botas was 12th. 12th. It's just saying because I was I was willing to walk away, do the bit where I just like I'm going to step outside, get myself some coffee, take a walk, and then I'll come back when everything else is on fire and just smile smugly. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere in the space time continuum. Maybe maybe it'll be a plot line in Doctor Who season 35 or something like that. It'll just randomly come up out of nowhere, and I've transformed into some sort of alien in in a Mercedes race suit or something. I don't know. I mean, tomorrow Kart Nine, but maybe who knows? But, who knows? But before we get into the list, or get into let's get some general housekeeping out of the way. Basically, you can find us real quick. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter, Motorsport underscore 101. If you have to follow our Twitter handles personally, they're on the screen right now. If you're not listening via video, um, you can at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King. And if you want Cam, when he's normally on the show, he's at cbuckley 917 All of those details, as long as our Instagram and our Patreon, is also on our website, Motorsport 101 where you got all the podcasts all our written pieces and all our videos are all on there as well as you can see Gaja showing it off there beautifully done on mobile as well it's it's we got dark mode now and everything it's fun um yeah. he doesn't we got, we, got we got cookie preferences and everything yeah it's great there's a, there's, a, there's a gdpa on there and everything it's wonderful so you check all that out on our website motorsport101.com as well so without further ado we can put this off no longer Time for pain and the Eurosport Top 50. Now, I've now for what I've been told here, King is going to go through 50 to 31 as per normal. The fun stuff gets to the top 30, but for now, yeah. King, when you're ready, <laughs> yeah. okay. So first in our list. Uh is this year's Asian Formula 3 champion, but you probably better know him as being third in this year's edition of the Formula 2 championship and driving for Sauber Alfa Romeo next year in 2022, number 50, Guayu Zhao. Now that's interesting. Now, like... Again, the first few picks are always the most interesting because you, you've, got, you've got to set the yardstick. Like, what's the entry point? What's the point of entry to get in here? So I can't really respond too much to that one yet. But Guan Yu Zhou being number 50 is interesting. Like, I know he didn't have an amazing Formula 2 season, but he was pretty damn solid. So that's interesting that he's number 50. Uh, okay. Crack, let's get a couple more out before I start really reacting to this. Go on, go on, go on King. Okay, so number 49. Number 49 is, was runner-up in this year's Spa 24 Hours and also third in DTM this year. Uh, number 49 is Calvin Vanderlinde. Okay. Calvin Vanderlinde. Yeah, I, like, okay, I've I've made an effort to watch a bit more sports cars this year, and, you know, Gelman Linda is a very, very good driver. Um, so, you know, again, it's hard. It's, I'm not the authority on sports cars. If Cam was here, he'd probably be saying, why isn't he 10 spots higher? But, like, because I know what Cam's like. But that 
seems okay. It doesn't seem too egregious to me so far. Nah. Crack on, it, it's also important to point out that like DTM drivers are, I feel, are going to get a bit of a deduction because this is no longer a super silhouette touring formula like it once was. Their no. performance is not comparable to F1 cars with roofs on them anymore. Mm, mm, so keep that in mind. Point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so number 48 on our list is uh, another GT driver. Uh, this year's champion in uh, World Challenge Endurance, number 48, Dries Van Thorpe. Dries Van Thorpe? Okay. Okay, I see the ballpark here. Okay, okay. Okay, no, nothing too crazy so far. I'm, I'm okay with this so far. There's nothing that's made me raise an eyebrow yet. So I guess that's a good start. Um, okay. Yeah, the, yeah. The, this first batch of 10 seems to be where we get like our token one-off inclusions from the kind of mid-tier championships. I'm, I'm still waiting for the obligatory, here we put the BTCC champion mark. Normally it's like high 30s. Like, like, see, I've, I've, learned some I've learned some tricks from the list over the years. But uh, yeah, carry on, King. Yeah, on that note. Yeah, yeah on that note. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> number 47, our World Rallycross champion and champion in the inaugural season of Extreme E. Uh, Johan Christofferson at 47. That seems low. Yeah, that that low. seems low. He actually moved up two places yeah. from last year. I know, and I, I think I mentioned that during the 2020 before we ended up recording. I was like, that seems low for Christofferson. Like, like, I, I, like, I don't know how these guys are going to evaluate Extreme E as for context, obviously because they're a brand new series that started up this year. It's a raid series, so, you know, it's just like, mm, you know, but... Rallycross, I think, deserves a bit better than fringe entry on the top 50, as far as I'm concerned. Well, but... And they don't mention it in the piece, but this is Johan Christofferson's fourth consecutive World Rally Championship. It is over five right. years, because he did sit a year out. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, he won four of these championships in a row. And and he's and he's barely making the list at like forty seven. Like that's what's the man going to do? Like racing Formula Three? Like I like it's just <laughs> oh, it's, it's 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 brutal. Um, yeah, that seems low to me. Yeah, carry on, King. Okay, so fifty six in 46. our list. A oh, forty six on our 46. list. Yeah. Valentino, the Rossi uh, number. Ashamed of ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, it is our Asian Le Mans Series champion and European Le Mans Series champion, uh, Yefei. Yefei Ye okay. is a driver that Sasha, one of our community members, is very high on. Um, was very. exceptional in his first year of LMP2 racing. When you win both the regional LMP2 titles that ACO sanctions in your first year like that, you, suffice to say, you have tremendous upside. He's actually, he's the, he is the highest ranked uh, Chinese driver on this list, amazingly. Above the guy who's going to Formula 2, going and to Formula 1. And honestly, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm I'm fine with that. He, like, again, my sports car knowledge is limited, but I know he was spectacular this year. And I don't think you normally see those sort of regional title guys in the top 50. So I'm completely fine with that. Uh, um, okay, yeah, crack on, King. 
Okay, on to 45. Uh, we have our... <laughs> I can't even say world championship because it isn't a world championship. Mm, Our FIA World Touring Car Cup winner, uh, Jan Erlacher. Boss. I I don't even know how we feel about WTCR at this point. It's just sort of there, isn't it? I won't go out of my way to watch it, but if you win back-to-back titles at the age of 25 in this discipline, suffice it, he's talented. It's just a shame that he's doing this in, like, an era where it's just, like, things are weird. Lake and Co. are are sinking in, like, like DTM money into a into a touring car category that is specifically built towards amateurs that they just shoehorn professionals into. And for the most part, no one knows, like, who Jan Erlacher or Lincoln Co. are. Like, I know who his teammate San- Santiago Rocha is. Yes. Oh! <laughs> our Indy Lights friend and yours. Yeah, again, I'm not sure where TCR even fits into the ladder at this point. It's a strange one, but okay. Um, we'll go with that. Yep, next up, King. Yep. Somebody next might up. recognize. Yep, next up, number 44, our... World Endurance Champion in the LMP2 category, and fifth in Formula E this year, uh, Robin Friends. Robin. Okay, okay, that uh, yeah. that does that seems about right. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, for, you know, mid forties, you know, wins wins in in you know, LMP2 and was you know, another solid. Uh, yeah, Formula E is going to be a real one. It's going to be a bit of a crapshoot because that season was all over the place in Formula <laughs> E this um this year. That was a uh, wild one to say the mm. least. But again, that feels okay. That feels fine. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep, crack on, King. <laughs> Moving on, uh, number 43 on the list, this year's British Touring Car Champion, Ash Sutton. <laughs> there it is! So, there it is! <laughs> the, the two Touring Car Champions only separated by, what, a spot on the list. Yeah. And they put the BTCC one higher, which, because of course they would. Um... <laughs> To be well, yeah. fair, this is this is not like previous years where I remember Colin Turkington being like mid thirties at one point, and I was like, "Hang on a minute!" <laughs> like, okay, um, they may have to move him up at some point because this is his third title in the last five years, and he's one yeah. away from the all-time record. Which I'm amazed that the all-time record is still four, and yeah. Turkington's a joint record holder of it. Because the BTCC is not a well, is not a championship. It is a punch up where eventually a race breaks out towards the end of the season. Um, so yeah, dominance in that in that series is very very hard to do. I'm not the biggest BTCC watcher in the world, um, but I know Sutton is very very good at it. Um, so yeah, that actually seems a little bit low for Sutton, especially given it's a British publication. They normally gas the crap out of the BTCC. So I'm actually quite surprised the thought would be in the mid 30s again so i'm actually pleasantly surprised he's a little bit lower down um fair enough yep go on king okay next on the list ninth in the ntt data indycar series uh we got will power (laughs) Ooh, he is down at 12 spots Yeah, Will Power fell a little bit, but he still made the top 50 off the strength of, you know, a win in the Brickyard Indy Grand Prix in August. Mm. 
Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, Power was going to take a hit because this was a rough season by Will Power's standards. Um, again, I'm actually surprisingly okay with this. Um, yeah, like, it, it was, it was like, I knew Power was going to take a whack. I didn't think it was going to be as much as 12 spots, but um, I can't really argue with that logic. It sound, sounds pretty sound to me. I'm actually pleasantly surprised we're nearly 10 in, and only one's even gotten a raised eyebrow, and that was Christofferson. I'm, 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 I'm surprised. Like, Tony in the chat's like, shouldn't be here, get him out. He actually thinks they were still too generous. <laughs> um, so, so uh, you know, again... I, I, I guess I'm being quite modest about this. Who would have funk it? Um, yeah, even Zoe in the chat, who's, who's the biggest willpower fan I know, was like, quote, not sure if we should be on the list this year, sadly. I get it. I, I totally get I, it. So, I'd yeah, say, I, I, I can, I can get the wait till we start certainly. seeing so, the F1 yeah, guy. Um, I'm okay yeah. with that. Um, I, I can understand why someone might think he'd be even harsher. Yeah, I'd say wait until we start seeing the F1 guys on the list. Okay, so next on the list at 41, our Formula 3 champion this year, Dennis Hauger. Oh, okay, okay. Um, mm. That's an interesting one. So Formula 3, high 40s. For their series champion, yeah, and Halga was pretty damn dominant in Formula Three as well. So, yeah. you know, again, I I think that's about right. Maybe a little low, but I, I I'm not I'm not getting like big angry like this is a, this is egregious sort of vibes here. I think that's a little low, but I'm actually kind of okay with that too. I could like, am I crazy here? <sighs> It is worth pointing out that last year's uh, Formula 3 champion, Oscar Piastri, was 43rd on the list, which is interesting yep. because Piastri was a first-year champion. Hauger, a second-year champion. Tremendous improvement from year one to year two. Yeah, yeah. I massive, don't know. Massive improvement. So, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. 41 to that's, 43 that's, that's actually, in this contest is, like, weird. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if, if I, I didn't, I didn't, I, did, I, I forgot that Piastri was 43rd last year. So that, again, that makes perfect sense. So if you, if you, if you've made, if you've established the bar for Formula 3 as being like high 40s, then fair enough. Um, yeah, I can't really argue with that then. Kerrigan. All right. Shouldn't be too surprised, but I mean, based off of last year, maybe I should be surprised. Uh, second in Super GT and second in Super Formula. Number 40, Narei Fukuzumi. <laughs> Look how excited RJ is. Look how beating he is right now. It's, it was his breakout year across both championships. He was. Yep. He got his first Super Formula win. Doubled up on victories, actually. Uh, made a solid late season run towards the Super GT title. When the driver may or may not be on their latest, I don't know. But yeah, mm. suffice to say, if you remember him from his one terrible year in Formula Two at Arden, he's a much better driver than that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad RJ took that one because obviously I, I am not a big Super GT or Super Formula guy. I think RJ's just happy that you know, Japan's I back on the list. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, yep, yeah, Gary on King, 39. Okay, 39. 
39, we got our first Formula One driver on the list, 12th in the World Drivers' Championship, Sebastian Vettel. Mm -mm. So I should point out, Vettel was not on the list last <laughs> year. We're back! We're back, baby! It's nice! Um... Uh, well, look, it, it, it's good to be back, first and foremost. That's nice. It's nice to get a little bit of recognition. Um, look, I'm, again, we've got to see where some of the other F1 guys are at before I really get into that. But, again, it seems, obviously, F1 being the pinnacle series, it's going to get most, probably most of its drivers in there in some way, shape, or form. If Vettel's the yardstick for F1, then I think that's about right. Because when I did my top 10 piece on the website for Drivers of the Year, Vettel was pretty much smack dab in the middle. So, I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with 39. It was, a, it was a good season from Seb. I don't think it was a great season from Seb by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, yeah, I... I I'm 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 not I'm I'm okay. This, this is going surprisingly well so far. I'd say that with bated breath, but I, I'm 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 okay with Seb at 30 or 39. Okay. okay. Go on, King, kick me in the dick, you know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up on our list, uh I had to just it's been such a long time since the Formula E season had ended, I had to remind myself that this driver <laughs> was second in the championship, number 38, oh. Eduardo Mokhtar. Okay! Edo! Wow! Um, that's really low. <laughs> That does feel low! Oh no! Hang on, hang on. I know Formula E was chaotic as all hell this past year, but runner-up in its champion, which is now a world championship. Let's not forget, it's now a world championship as well. Runner-up at thirty-eight. So, I I feel like I have to read this excerpt. Of Go this for it. Subsection in the article they wrote about this choice, where uh. Subheadline: Why FE drivers are ranked lower in 2021. Oh, uh, <laughs> ah, ah, they anticipated this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carry on. So, quote: No Formula E driver in this edition of the Autosport Top 50 comes close to matching the dizzying, the dizzyingly high rankings of Antonio Felix Acosta last year or John Eric Verne in 2018. Partly that's because not one of their cases was strong enough on performance alone, but largely because of the stature of each championship plays a defining role. It's extremely unlikely that a British touring car champion, no matter how impressive a year they've had, and whatever records they might have set will enter enter the top ten. And formula and the Formula E cohort has fallen victim to this factor to slide down the order as the series did not enjoy a vintage year. So pretty much to sum up, Ooh. these drivers are ranked low because we don't like Formula E. We don't take it as a serious championship. We didn't like how things played out, oh. and we're going to take it out on the drivers in this rankings. Yeah, it's yeah, like they point out which is which, they point out group qualifying, they point out the disqualifications, they point out uh 
like the on the, the red flag rules, like the on track product, the the high amounts of safety cars. That seems harsh when the drivers have got little to do with that. Like yeah. it's 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 like it's it's not Mortara's fault. The series had a couple of really bad moments in it that was not to like that's not he's he's not the reason why the series was. The reason the series had a down year this year. So, like, punishing the drivers for that on a pound-for-pound ranking seems a bit harsh to me. Um, I get it to a degree because it was a chaotic championship where it was ultra-competitive and everybody was really close. But, I don't know. I, I, I still think, like, the series deserves a little bit more recognition than that, per se. Like, if your runner-up yeah, is cause... barely in the top 40, I think that's harsh. Personally, that's yeah. my feeling anyway. But uh, man, yeah, pretty we'll, much. We'll see where the champion ends up, and then I'll that really just... saying that. Yeah, go okay. Yeah, yeah. To paraphrase their last sentence, they say it's tough to predict whether Formula E will recover to become the the second the second highest, well, highest highly regarded. FIA World Championship competing against the WRC and the WEC. Okay, fair enough. Okay. If, 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 if you insist. Um, okay. yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah, it's wild in the entire on, article. Yeah, it's hmm. wild in the entire article. They don't even mention Motara. It's they they don't they outside the first sentence they don't mention him by name. It's like, it's like, okay, here's Mortara. Okay, okay, okay. We know this is bad. Let us explain. <laughs> oh, dear. It's like, okay, fair enough. Well, at least they anticipated the backlash, I suppose. Um... Our lack thereof since this list has been out for over a month and no one said anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, so next on the list, yes. number forty-seven, uh, number thirty-seven, our our IMSA mm. DPI champion, Felipe Nasser. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Hey, um. Yeah. Again, that doesn't seem too bad. I know. Again, again, I like I've got nothing but respect for IMSA. Um and I know they they put on a good product and it's a it's a competitive series for the most part. Seems about right for for a for an IMSA champ. Um I don't think that's too crazy, but that's my, that's my hunch. Um okay, yeah, I'm 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 largely cool with that. Let's let's push on. Okay. Okay, so 36 on the list. Third in the World Rally Championship for Hyundai, Thierry Nouvelle. Which, uh... Wasn't this a bit of a down year for Nouvelle? Like, I'm not the biggest rally guy, but yeah. I think yeah. it's been mentioned in our Discord that Nouvelle had a down year. <sighs> he was down 13 places what? from where he was in 2020. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. That... 
a bigger drop than willpower. Wow. Um, okay. Um, Jesus. Um, yeah. And I, I, I know we had a bit of a down year, so again, that that makes sense. I know Newville's quite highly regarded by these guys. Um, so yeah. Again, I'm 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 actually surprised. We're like 15 in, and I'm like, there's only been a couple of like humdingers so far. Um, but maybe when we get a little bit higher, it will start to leap off the page a bit more. But yeah, I'm, I think that's about right for Novell, given he had a, a bad year by his standards. So yeah, next up, King. Next up, uh, second in DPI and IMSA this year, uh, the Daytona 24 winner and fifth in the World Endurance Championship in the LMP2 category, 35, Felipe Albuquerque. Hmm. Again, which uh, is okay. interesting compared to where they put Nasser. Yeah, they. I was, I was literally just about to say that. You put Nasser like two spots below him. Um, like that sounds a bit off. Um, is it like is it is it the WEC giving him extra points here? Is that is that it? Like so maybe because he did win two of his first races this year. He won Spa. He missed Algarve, but then won at Monza. Uh, that United mm -hmm. Autosports team was genuinely competitive throughout the season, although they did not end up winning the championship. It was a pretty close fight all the way. And if he hadn't missed that race, he he would have been higher up the rankings. And it was cool. a close fight for the IMSA DPI championship too. There was hardly a, a lot to split him, but I guess they gave it to him for winning the biggest race of the season and doing so in pretty impressive fashion. Sure, sure. Okay, I can, I can get behind that. That's a, that's a competitive argument. Um, yeah, go on, King. Yeah, okay. So, next driver, 34th on the list. Uh, second in DTM. Ninth in Formula 2 this year, Liam Lawson. Ooh, now that's interesting. Um, that is the that's the well, that's one of the first real like interesting rankings. Um, yeah, like so, Lawson. I think he's probably a bit better than his Formula Two overall mark suggests. Um, from having watched him on the eye test, I think Lawson's a bit better than that. I think he's a. I think he's going to be one to watch in Formula Two for the title this year. Um, combine that with a DTM title he was arguably yanked out of prime position to win. Um, I, I, I know they've been very high on DTM winners before. I remember Pascal Verlein being top 10 a, f a few years ago. Um, on balance, it makes sense. Like, just about, like... Ugh. I think it's a little high, but I could just about get behind that, I think. Yeah. It seems a little high. It seems a little high, but I again I'm not I'm not lighting a pitchfork over it because he should have probably been DTM champion by the end of the year, and that would have definitely got him if if he well, wins the pretty DTM much Pretty much, they gave him this position on that assumption. Well, yeah. Like, quote, Maximilian Goetz may have officially earned a place among DTM's Hall of Fame, but Lawson was the moral champion. <laughs> I find it amazing that Autosport used the line moral champion in a hardcore piece. That's amazing. Um, 
But yeah, I, I can't really argue with that. Um, and if they, if he was the more, and he was moral champion in DTM this year, we all saw how that season ended. Um, it's not like he caught on or anything, but um, <laughs> but yeah, they've ranked DTM quite highly before, so I can I can understand the logic behind that one. Fair enough. Um, I think it's a little high, but given you know hardcore results mean hardcore results. But yeah, I, I, I get it. It's a little crazy. Go on, King. Okay, so next driver on the list, number 33, uh, a Grand Prix winner this year and 11th in the World Drivers' Championship, Esteban Oka. Interesting. Okay. So, like, we, like, from what I have from the F1 Top 10, because I had Oka on 8 from the Top 10 on my list, so he was higher than Vettel. I wonder if Sergio Perez will be higher up on the board later. That's going to be interesting um, to see... That. <laughs> and I wonder if Fernando's going to be up there again because they they seem to they've always liked Fernando at Autosport HQ. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I think Ocon was really really good this year in Formula One. Yeah, that race win yeah, was right. like a nice was like a nice little ro- overall reward for a well driven season where he was pretty much dead level with Fernando pretty much all year long. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with that personally. I'm fine with that. I, uh, nice, nice to get some recognition. I, I had him, I, I had him in my top ten for F1 personally. So I'm 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 completely fine with him being above Vettel. Um, and yeah, that actually does seem about right. So cool, cool. This is this is going annoyingly well so far. Go on, go on King. <laughs> well, next driver on the list, thirty, yeah, thirty second, uh, second in the World Endurance Championship. And 21st in Formula E, Sebastian Vuemi. Hang on a minute. Can you tell tell which result played uh, played a higher role in determining Sebastian Vuemi's rank? Which, by the way, he's down 16 places from 2020. I was gonna say they like Bwemi in auto sports ranking, so they they did slash him, but it, it's still they probably didn't slash him enough. Is my is the is the, hey, the hunch hey, I've been second in the world in dirt championship. Yeah, it's the WEC. It was like it, 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 you know, it, 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 like it depends. How much do you value the WEC given their competitive balance problems at the moment? Um, it's a work in progress. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> there's no problem. Glickenhaus is just slow. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I, I logic alluded to. I think the WEC waiting gate saved him from a maybe a cut off the top fifty entirely yeah. um, because he was pretty woeful in, in Formula E this year, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like again, he drives for Toyota in the WEC. That's a given, really. Yeah, I mean, there's pretty much just one sentence here that sums up his whole year. Uh, sure. The Swiss failed to record a podium in FE and finished outside the top four in points for the first time, but he was the fastest Toyota driver across the WEC season. They sure. love racer metrics. <laughs> they do love racer metrics, and yes, the WEC is still quite prestigious. So yeah, fair enough. I think there's only one of about five people in Formula E who didn't have a podium finish this year, um, which is which is crazy to say the least. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. I, again, I, I think it's still a bit high, but like again, I'm not 
I'm not burning. I'm not burning stuff to the ground over it because the WEC is still the WEC, um, and they basically just said he was probably the fastest driver in the sport in the WEC this year. So fair enough. Um, uh, so yeah, last one of the of the regular inductions, King. Take it away. Thirty-one. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna open up with the words that they did to open up this article. Number oh. thirty-one. Long build is rallying's next big thing. Many feel the newest flying fin is destined to become a world rally champion in the near future. Fourth in the world rally championship this year, Calais Roven Para. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, interesting. They've they've gone for the future potential uh, value on that one, haven't they? Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, this is. It seems. I'm. I'm. I'm not the biggest rally guy either, but that doesn't seem too egregious at first glance. Oh. All the impression I'm getting is Christofferson was ranked far too low again. <laughs> that's that's the impression that I'm getting here as we get into the top thirty. Christofferson got screwed. Um, yeah. like that's. But uh, yeah. Overall, again, again, this is probably the most calm I've been through 20 picks of all the years I've done this. So, all right. RJ. Top all right. 30. So, right. So what I decided to do is I wanted to gamify uh, portions of this. And I guess I decided, right, let's, let's get through 30 through three at least, because mm. I want to, I want to get to, I, I just want to lay it out here. You probably know how the top two are, but yeah, we'll get but... to that later. Mm -hmm. For now, let's get into the top 10, and I'd like to start with a, a little game. We have selected four drivers out of the same championship within this bracket of 10 drivers, and your challenge, the guests, where within this bracket of drivers from 30th to 21st that they rank. I will go in the order in which they finished in the Formula One World Championship, which should give you a clue okay. as to what drivers we're looking into. Uh, we have in this bracket, not 12th, Valtteri Bottas. We have Sergio <laughs> Perez. Okay. So we have Botas and Perez. We also have a Grand Prix winner in Daniel Ricciardo. Ooh. And we have one Fernando Alonso. This is actually going to be quite tricky. Like, in the sense of, like, Ricciardo, like, was brilliant in F1 in 2020. So I think he was, like, 11th or something last year. So he's bound to, obviously, he's guaranteed to have come down a bit. Um, but how far down? And then Bottas is definitely not going to be on the higher end of this list. But then was Perez better than him? Uh, this is actually quite hard. Um, let me okay. give this some thought real quick. Okay. I think the order will be from lowest to highest. I'm going to go Ricardo. Bottas, Perez, Fernando. That's my order. Okay. okay. All right. So you're going in order uh, Ricardo, Bottas, Perez, Alonso. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's go through the list. So at number 30, uh, you had corrected. In fact, the highest dropper, the lowest dropper, on this list, Daniel Ricardo down 23 spots from 23rd, from 7th to 30th. Oh, my yes! God. 
Go me! <laughs> yes! I'll take you, that. Thank you very right, much. You have, you have won 100 credits for your successful guess. Beautiful. Wonderful. I could spend, I could spend that on watching Squid Game on Netflix. Um, oh, right. So yeah, uh, so, yeah, Ricardo down 23. That, you know what, he was... I don't, I don't want to say he was dreadful in Formula 1 this year, but he did get comprehensively beaten by Lando Norris. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a feeling he'd, he'd be coming down that list quite hard, so fair enough. Yeah, carry right. on, RJ. I'm, I'm sorry, you've got names to okay. get through. Right. Um, in case you're wondering where this puts him in the ballpark of, number 29 on the list, another huge faller, is Scott Ditson at 29. Wow. Wow. Dixon wasn't even that bad in IndyCar this year. Like I know, like Dixon's like I know Dixon's levels are normally otherworldly. So for him to just have like an okay season has put him down like twenty plus spots or something like that. That's crazy. Um, okay, so Dixon, sure, I can yes. see why he's come down a fair chunk. Yeah, it puts him in the ballpark of a brand new entry. The other half of the Super GT runner-ups and your newly crowned Super Formula champion, the first to clinch before the final race meeting of the season in 12 years, Tomoki Nojiri, the nice. best-kept secret in, in in Japanese motorsport at the top level until this year. That's that's really good for him. I, I really right. love that. Yeah, great. Um, it all- great to get some get to get some Japanese motorsport recognition in general because uh, the 2020 list, if you've ever seen that, did not. Um, so, yeah, glad, glad it's got some mentions in there. Yeah, definitely. Yep, crack on, Roger. Martin Truex Jr. at number 27 for finishing runner-up in the NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Interesting. I, I always get I always get intrigued whenever the NASCAR names start coming in. I wonder how many more NASCAR guys are going to get mentioned, because I have a bad feeling that one of them is going to be in single digits this year. We'll see how that goes. Um, uh, that might have been foreshadowing. Again, I promise you I've not seen this. This is just logic coming out of my head. But okay. Truex Jr., sure. Fair enough. Okay. Does this again? All right. Seems about right. Go on. All right. And then that leads us to number 26, our reigning and defending World Endurance Drivers Champion in LMP1, and one-third of the team that won the 24 Hours of Le Mans overall, your brand-new Toyota Ace driver and team manager going into 2022, Kamui Kobayashi. That sounds a little low, actually. Um, he did re the that list. Might- yeah, but he's, I'm glad he's he's there. And number, number what, 25 is not bad at all. 26. I just... That day six. I mean, that st- that still seems a little low for Kamui. I thought we'd be a little bit higher than that, actually. But he was the name I was thinking would, would I was thinking might be a top twenty guy. So I'm actually a bit surprised he's a bit low. Uh, right. Seems a bit low for Kamui. But uh, yeah, all right. Go on, Andre. All right. I'm going to skip a little bit because okay. in number twenty three, ahead of this batch of, of two of these Formula One drivers, is the reigning, defending, undisputed rookie Formula Two champion Oscar Piastri. Whoa! Formula Two champ twenty third. Okay, okay, that that does seem about right. I was thinking loads. I was I was thinking like maybe like teens, maybe like twenty twenty one. So yeah, okay. Piastri again. That seems a little bit low, but I'm not. Again, I'm 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 surprisingly okay with that too. All right, he, he was and... he was excellent in Formula Two. There's no doubt about oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, this. For context, Mick Schumacher was 25th on the list last season. 
Mm. Okay, so yeah, Formula Two champ tends to go mid twenties. Okay, and I think he was. I think he was a bit more standout than Mick was in F two last year. So, yeah, okay, that makes sense. And the twenty second driver behind our highest ranked Formula One driver in this bracket is runner up in the World Endurance Championship GT Pro category and a part of the winning team at the Nurburgring twenty four hours. Porsche factory driver Kevin Estra. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is annoyingly like all right so far from Autosport. It's like I, I I've not chucked I've chucked the toy out of the pram yet. It's getting really annoying. I'm, I'm like, but people are probably sitting there going disappointed, going, "Hang on, why isn't Drake kicked off yet?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, but right. yeah, like again, I okay, don't. So then that means the other so three far. Formula so, One drivers. The are... question. Hmm. So where's the other F? Like where's the other F1 drivers at then? They are at twenty five, twenty four, and twenty one. And you guessed that Ricardo would be the, the lowest on the order. list, and you were right. He hmm. was in thirtieth. Uh number twenty five on the list is Sergio Perez, down fourteenth places, Ooh. ahead of Kamui Kobayashi, but below the next two drivers on the list. So. They had Perez behind Bottas then. That's that's interesting. Because I think pound for pound, I think Perez should have been higher. Um I think given it was year five for Valtteri and the Mercedes and it was Perez's first year in a in a car that's been a bit of a teammate wrecker in the last couple of years or so, I thought Perez deserved a little bit more credit than that. He was ninth for my top ten F one list on the website. So I don't I think that's harsh on Perez. I'm not saying he should have been as high as, you know, teens or like low teens as what he was last year. But I I think 25 is a little harsh. I think he had a good season for what it's worth. I don't think it was a great season. Probably the fact he got smoked by Verstappen head to head is probably what's done him in there most likely. So I get it, but what is it with these guys and Bottas? Why do they seem? Why do they seem to have mercy on this dude so much? I mean, it's crazy. I'll Go get on, to okay. that because Valtteri Bottas oh, is twenty first on the list, which means Fernando Alonso is twenty fourth. So we have Alonso, then Piastri, then Estra, and then Valtteri Bottas ranking in at twenty first. Are they trying? Are they trying to tell me that Bottas had a better season than Fernando Alonso? Um, like, well, I don't even like Fernando, but he was pretty damn good in that Alpine this year. Like, oh, oh, they 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 love them some Valtteri. Like, 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 at this point, like, they drop they drop Bottas nine spots, <laughs> even though he's won one Grand Prix in the last two seasons in in a, in a championship winning car. I. I don't understand, man. It's like it's like they're rewarding him purely off the Wikipedia slot of where his number is in the championship, and then just taking it no further with no added nuance whatsoever. I don't like that pick. I really don't like that pick. I thought I thought Bortas would still be in the top fifty because he's an F one driver and he wasn't dreadful by any stretch of the imagination, but just outside the top twenty across all of motorsport. 
for a guy that still had a couple of really awful weekends in F1 this past year, again like he had last year. Um, I, 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 like honestly, you you could have swapped Sorry. Ricardo and Bottas around, and I would have been less angry about that. That's a bit <laughs> weird to me. Battery <laughs> Bottas, justice for Dixon in capital letters. <laughs> Yeah, so Valtteri Bottas, just to confirm, uh, had a better season than Kamui Kobayashi, who did the endurance double, had a better season than Scott Nitson, who led more laps than anybody in the car series, although most of that was Texas, mm -hmm. and had a better season than a driver who just climbed the ladder from Formula 3 to Formula 2, winning championships in both, and his reward is being a pit wall ornament at Alpine next season. Uh, Drake? <laughs> Your total stands at 100 credits. Great, great. Uh, uh, can I catch that in for like the cuddly toy in the back row? Um, the, one with, the one with dust on it. Um, you you could, but now we're going to play our first of two rounds of a game called High Low. I'll name mm. five drivers. Uh, so we're going to start with 20 through 16. Uh, your task is to guess the drivers that are ranked from in the in the higher end of this bracket. So basically 18, 17, and 16. I will list right. them alphabetically, uh, starting sure. with third place in WEC, eighth in Formula E, Antonio Felix da Costa. Ooh, okay. Interesting. IndyCar Series runner-up, Joseph Newgarden. Ooh, okay. Third Ooh. place in the IndyCar Series, Patricio Award. Oh, Wow. Awards that world, long. world endurance championship, GTE Pro Champion, Spa Twenty Four Hours winner, and GTE World Challenge Endurance Cup Champion, Alessandro Pier Guidi, mm -hmm. and V Eight Supercars, excuse me, Australian Supercars Champion Shane Van Gisbergen. Ah, the Giz. Um, the Aussies will be watching on in, with intrigue. Um. Oh, okay. So let me know just the names one more time. Just All so right. I can get again, in alphabetical order, they are DaCosta, Newgarden, Award, <laughs> Alessandro Pierguidi, and Shane Van Gisbergen. Mm, so which were the highest three out of those five? Ooh. I want to go Van Gisberg and, and both of the IndyCar runners, but I got a feeling they're going to deduct points off Award for how the end of the season ended up playing out. Um, oh. Well, I will tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go. The Costa, Van Gisbergen, Newgarden. That's what All I right. think. Is, is that is that in order from is that in just like any order? Yeah, I guess. I mean you pick yeah. the best okay. three out of the five. I mean, yeah, we'll go with those three. Dre, you have now won an additional two hundred credits for each hey! correct guess. Uh, because Shane Van Gisbergen was sixteenth, the highest climber up thirty one spots. Wow. Wow. DaCosta okay. dropped DaCosta dropped 14 places, but he was still 17th. Joseph Newgarden dropped 12 places to 18th. Patricia Ward was up 15 spots to 19th, and Pierre Guidi is a new entry. 
Yeah, Pagrini was great. Again, I know he won a hell of a lot in, in cars this year, so that makes sense. Um, I, I, I remember the cost that was third, and I thought that was a little too high. So I'm glad he's actually been humbled a little bit by coming down. But again, I'm not. Again, that's a that seems that seems a bit much. It seems that's a steep drop, but still, um, I'm glad that O'Ward is now top twenty. That that does make sense. I'm I am yeah. definitely okay with that. Um, New Garden coming down a bit again is fair. Um. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't an amazing season by New Garden. Like nothing really leapt half, off certainly. the page. Yeah, yeah. Not, like he definitely came through in the second half, but it wasn't peak New Garden. We've seen better versions of New Garden than what we got this year. Um, so yeah, again, I'm not actually again like this is not too bad from Autosport this year. Like. Um, the chat disagrees with me. Uh, <laughs> say, quote, I will end also sport. Um, and uh, Zoe say justice for IndyCar drivers in capital letters. Um, I'm not again. I I can't get too rigid. Like the Bottas one again for the second year in a row has jumped out at me at one that I think is far too goddamn generous. But this one seems okay for the most part. So so RJ, are we going from eleven to fifteen next? That's right. Again, you sit at 700 credits. Uh, you Wait, can I now buy the, a much... I could almost get the cuddly toy. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can get a much larger cuddly toy, and you can also get a lot more candies. Uh, just Sweet. like a sickening amount of candies. Mm. Our next five drivers in this list are in alphabetical order are as follows. Formula E's Rookie of the Year and third in the championship, Jake Dennis. Wow. World okay. Rally Championship runner-up, Alfin Evans. Hmm. Fourth in the Formula E Championship and one of our many title contenders going to the final weekend of the season, Mitch Evans. Oh, wow, Mitch. Fifth in the IndyCar Series, Colton Herta. Oh. Okay. And... 15th in the Formula One World Championship, and your newest employee at Mercedes AMG Formula One team, George Russell. I, had a, I, was, I was waiting for George Russell's name to come out there. I was like, how high is George Russell this year? I was like, it was getting to the point where I was almost going to point out, wait a minute, where the hell is George Russell? Because if Esteban Ocon, Fernando Alonso, and Sergio Perez have all already been mentioned, George has to be here somewhere. <laughs> For a split second, I thought they didn't put Russell in the top ten, did they? <laughs> I was like, "Hang on a minute." Um, okay. Um, for that logic alone, I kind of have to say George Russell here now, haven't I? <laughs> okay, so George um, Russell is one of your guesses for any driver. Again, it's two hundred credits uh, yeah. per driver that you guess correctly. It doesn't have to be in any order. You just have to name who's in the thirteenth, twelfth, and eleventh spots. I'm going to say George Russell. For a down year for Formula E, Jake Dennis and Mitch Evans both being in the top 15 doesn't seem so harsh now, does it? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say. Um, I was going to say. I was going to say, like, Jake Dennis nearly had the title in Formula E. So I'm going to say Jake Dennis. I, okay. I'm going to take Jake Dennis. And you know what? I'll take Mitch, bruh. I have to. It's the show. We have to take free to play Evans. It's we, we've joked about him on this show numerous times. I'll be doing him a disservice if I didn't pick Mitch Evans. So, Mitch, bruh, come on through. Top thirteen. How did I do, RJ? Jake Dennis 
was 15th as a new entry. Okay, okay. Then Colton Herta moved up eight spots into 14th. Yes, yeah, Alvin right. Evans was 13th. He moved up 16 okay, places. Yeah. And Mitch Evans was 11th, and George Russell was 12th. So you won an George additional Russell. 400 credits. George Russell 12th. Wow. Woo. Honestly, Mr. Saturday. Like, again, if it really was a down year for Formula E, I'm not sure, like, where the downside was here. Like, because Jake Dennis leaping up off the list into the top 15 doesn't seem all that harsh. In fact, I think that might be a little high for Dennis, actually, on that one. So I'm not quite seeing that, to be honest with you. That, that one's a bit weird. Um, Mitch Evans, for me, is a top three or four driver pound for pound in Formula E, so I'm not going to complain that he's that high up because he's consistently been pretty damn solid for Jaguar, um, you know, over the years. So, again, that, that does make some sense. Um, Elfin Evans, again, that's... You know, that's about right. Colton Herter, I think, is one of those... Like, Herter seems a little low. I actually, I, I only say this because I am so impressed by Colton Herter in an IndyCar. I think he might be... I, I've said it on Twitter to people and people that I'm close to in IndyCar. I think Colton Herter's winning the championship this year in IndyCar. So, like... I'm 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 okay with him at 14 because he really like the second half of the year Colton Hurt looked like he was on a different level um, at times. The way he closed out that season was immense. So I I can't get behind Russell at 12. I I, I get it to, to a degree because Russell is such a hard guy to rank because obviously we all know he's better than the equipment he's gotten. But 12th in all of motorsport this past year. Oh my I god, it's happened, it's happened again! <laughs> the 12 spot! The 12 spot is cursed! The 12 spot is just cursed! It's like, it was Bottas last year, it's now the guy taking his role! It's a curse now! <laughs> it's crazy! Oh, I, I honestly, I thought that um, I thought that Bottas at twelve last year was. About, I, I, I don't think this is as egregious as Bottas being twelve last year, but I really. I really don't think that Russell should be as high as 12. I think that's 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 like giving him every benefit of the doubt you could possibly imagine before going to Mercedes. And, e and even though we all know his biggest highlight last year was an act of God. A literal yeah. act of God. Oh, um, yeah. so, so... That Belgian, that I, Belgian GP qualifying lap in the rain was something spectacular. No, it I was don't a stonker. It was a stonker, but it wouldn't get you a podium 999 times out of literally a 1,000 F1 races. So, you know, it's... Again, I think they've given him every benefit of the doubt you could possibly imagine to give him to get him to 12, and I, and I can't get behind that. Um, I, I, again, I love that they wrote a whole section about Formula E getting screwed, and then, again, like, they have... At least two dudes in the top 15, and there's probably at least one more coming. Um, and I think there's probably two more coming, I'd argue, and I, I, I'd suspect. So if it's if it was a if it was a down year, I, I'm 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 failing to see it personally. Uh, you have to remember that Edo Motaro was second in the championship. 
But then what is it? Then Mortara was like down the bottom end of the board, so it, it, it makes it even more confusing. I, I, I just, oh, it's it's a weird one. It's 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 annoying, but for the reasons I didn't expect. It's actually kind of strange at the same time. Um, but okay, okay, I've just about run my head around all of that. Um, okay, now set Top at eleven hundred credits. Now for this next round. Uh, correct answers are worth 400 credits, but wrong answers are, are a 200 credit penalty. So now, so now we're waging a look. We're, Ooh, okay. we're raising the stakes a little bit. Uh, again, for this next bracket of drivers, 10 through 3, because as we stated earlier, you know who the top two are, but I don't know, but we don't know in which order. Uh, mm. So we're going to ask four drivers from the same championship from this bracket and Surprise, surprise, it's Formula One again. And your challenge is to guess uh, where they rank highest, uh, excuse me, lowest to highest. Okay, okay. All Crack right. on. This batch of drivers listed in championship order is Carlos Sainz Jr. Ferrari. Mm hmm. Lando Norris of McLaren. Right. Charles Leclerc Ferrari. Yeah. And Pierre Gasly. Of Scuderia AlphaTauri, AlphaTauri. This is really hard. This is really hard because when I was doing my top ten for F1, these were the four spots, three through six. These were the exact four drivers on my list between three, four, five, and six. Um, and this is the one I had the hardest time deliberating over because there's a lot of different ways you can skin this cat and. Given it's like, if it was me, and if it, and it was by my ranking, I had it: Signs, Leclerc, Norris, Gasly from from lowest to highest. But I don't think Autosport would do it that way. This is a British publication, <laughs> <laughs> and people do love them some Lando Norris. Well, maybe until that Instagram picture earlier this week, but... I can't believe Lando <laughs> Norris is out here having sets, and it's not with me! It's not with me! Oh, we're all disappointed. What can I say? Um, okay. I'm glad that these four made the top ten, because they were, for me, four of the six best F1 drivers on the year. They were, I think all four of them had great seasons in their own right. I f I'm going to change what my order would have been based on what I think Autosport would do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, because he was in the lowest ranked car, I'm going to go Gasly. This is lowest to highest. I'm going to go Gasly. Then Leclerc. Then signs and then Norris. I think they've put the Brit. I think they put the Brit at the top of the pile. That's all I think they've done. And I think they're going to look at the point standings and they're going to give it to signs, even though I think Leclerc was better this year. That's my hunch. Okay. All right. So we start at the top ten with the driver who was fourth last season and now drops to tenth. Pierre Gasly was the lowest in this bracket of Formula 1 drivers. Wow. You have won 400 credits. Do you want it's to know where that's Yeah, it's amazing how Pierre Gasly had objectively a better season than he had last year, and he dropped six spots. 
Like, that's brutal. Like, Gasly was even Should've better this year than he was last year. Should have won a race, but don't know what to tell you. It's like, man didn't win a race this year. Send him down. <laughs> it's a strange one, but yeah, like, for what it's worth, out of the four on my list, I had Gasly as the highest of the four. So I find that... a I find that a little bit wild that uh, he was automatically put lower than those guys, but it's it's it's, it's a shame. But I, I had a feeling they were going to do that with AlphaTauri, so yeah, that 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 does make some sense. But I think that's I think that's low for Gasly. If if Gasly was in the top six, I wouldn't have complained um, at all. I think that's a little low for Gasly, to be fair. But uh, yeah, carry on, RJ. Yeah. Um, if you in case you wish to know, the next two drivers on this list are a part-timer in the WEC that finished fifth in the standings despite that in the LMP2 class. Uh, mm -hmm. This driver uh, only, yeah, he was, no, he, was, he, did, he didn't race uh, full-time, but he did finish uh, fifth in the ELMS championship. And he is also your reigning defending undisputed Formula E champion, Nick DeVries. Nick DeVries ahead of Pierre Gasly. Ah, so there's the, the there's the Autosport Formula E penalty. The, they put the overall champion only in the nine spot rather than the Costa, who I think was, what, third last year. So, um, yeah, that's where the penalty came into play. Um, okay, that makes a lot more sense now, which is a shame because Nick was really good when it counted. And that was the kicker in Formula E this year. And, a, again, a really, really madhouse season. So, um, yeah, okay. Okay, that's... But, again, this is where I think Formula E should probably top out anyway. So I'm not... I'm, I'm not going to pretend like this is like a mad low ranking or anything like that. So, um, yeah, that seems about right for Nick the Freeze. Um, okay. In which case, poor Stoffel, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, some, said a shout, someone pour one out for King and Stoffel season over there. Um, because uh, yeah, my boy keeps getting done dirty. Uh, carry on, RJ. Um, I would like to, um, I would like to go ahead and, uh, discuss, uh, eighth on our list as the highest new entry on the board, mm. your reigning defending undisputed NASCAR cup series champion, Kyle Larson, ahead of Ooh. Nick Reese and ahead of Pierre Ooh. Gasly, but behind the next formula one driver on our list. Oh, now that's interesting. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I think that's low for. I think that's low for Kyle Larson. <laughs> I really do. I on this. This burns every fiber of my soul. May I just point out for obvious reasons. But that was one of the better NASCAR seasons of all time by any metric and any measure. If Larson was like three or four, I'd have been like, I can argue that. I could, you could probably form a compelling argument for that. Yeah. Um, like we joked about it on our Discord server, like we literally would go, we just can't beat this guy, and that's what it yeah. felt like watching Kyle Larson in NASCAR this year. He, like no matter which way you slice it, he was absolutely incredible in NASCAR this year. So I actually think eight is low amazingly yeah. for i want to put that in the context though uh kevin harvick mm. was the highest ranked nascar driver on last year's list he was 14th the actual mm. champion chase elliott was 28th but that yeah, was that also was a... that's also you know evidence that 
in most cases, the best driver in the regular season does not get rewarded in the playoffs. This right. is one of those rare cases where the best driver in the regular season actually did close the deal in the playoffs. He did. Yeah, look, as a driver, Lawson was phenomenal this year. Absolutely insane. He was a contender on our award show for driver of the year, and there was a compelling argument you could make um, that he was up there alongside the big two in F1. So, look, I, I, as purely as a pundit with a functioning brain who has some wheel knowledge, eight seems low to me on that one. That's my that's what my gut is telling me, even though my brain hates it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's actually low for Larson. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Car carry on, RJ. Our next Formula 1 driver, you had selected Charles Leclerc being in this spot, which is seventh. Mm -hmm. It is Carlos Sainz Jr. Uh, so we're oh! going to take 200... We're going to have to deduct 200 credits... Interesting. Honestly, fair play also, Sport, because I thought people were going to look at the championship leaderboard, see Carlos Sainz at the best of the rest, and just immediately go, yeah, we're going to take Carlos Sainz there, because everybody has, and their mother, and I made this point, I called it the Hulkenberg complex in my article, where I was like, when everybody in your mother says you're underrated, you're not underrated. <laughs> okay? Uh, to be fair, my part of me is glad that Carlos Sainz is basically getting what I like to call back pay for the, for the previous years where he should have been this high. So I'm kind of glad he's getting the due credit for that now. Um, it's late, but it's better late than never. But I actually thought they'd be a bit more naive and just take the guy based on the higher championship ranking. So I'm actually, I'm actually genuinely glad I was wrong on this one. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm completely, I'm completely fine with uh, with Carlos Sainz in that spot. That's, I think that's pretty much spot on as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, that's that's fine by me. Before we get into settling who between Norris and Leclerc ranked higher, let's uh, let's talk about number five on the list. Your reigning, defending, undisputed NTT Data IndyCar Series champion, the Chicken Man himself, Alex Palo Montalbo, in the top. Yeah, five. I love that. I love that. That's. I think that's. I think that's spot on. I think that's pretty much nailed on. I, like IndyCar's always a bit eh you know, about how they put IndyCar champions on, but Polo was so goddamn good this year. So goddamn good. So consistent. So excellent for second-year guy in the series just to be that good um, against such an incredibly talented field. Top five is absolutely fine. Um, you know, again, you could have gone five, four, three. I'd have, I'd have been completely fine with that. So, yeah, I'm I'm actually okay with that one. So, yeah, yeah, uh, Alex below five. Yeah, excellent. Glad, he, glad he's there. And, yeah, that's more than deserved for, for an incredible season. I hope Zoe, more importantly in the chat, approves of that one because I know she's been screaming about justice for IndyCar drivers all podcast long. So, I think five is fair. Don't come after them, Zoe. Like, don't set the office on fire. Mostly because they're all working from home, but please don't set the office on fire anyway. I think five is fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Unless you're a detract, unless you are a detractor of the FIA World Rally Championship, in which case you will you may be disappointed to know. But if you're a big rally fan, you'll be glad to know that Sebastian Ogier, your eight-time champion of the world, is in the number four spot. 
he's just one of the greatest of all time, isn't he? It's just, it's just, it's, what more needs to be said about the greatness of Hoshie than that that hasn't already been said? Yeah. yeah. I know they, they tend to put World Rally Champion top five by proxy. So, yeah, again, that's completely fine by me. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely fine. Oshie, just, he's just, he's just, he's just one of the goats, isn't he? I mean, what, I, I don't need to go into detail about that. That's absolutely spot on. Also, Zoe does approve of the IndyCar pick. So the offices are safe. Like, Luke, don't come after me. Okay. Like, I know you're out there. Um, but, uh, your offices is fine. I promise. Um, yeah. So yeah, OJ4, absolutely fine. So 54 wins what? for four different manufacturers. Um, good. And titles with three of those four. You could almost make you could make a compelling argument that that's even more impressive than Loeb's sheer numbers that he compiled with one sure. manufacturer. Sure, sure. Yeah. That 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 adaptability, that's a variability. It's, it's always valuable. We love that in motorsport when it comes to ranking dudes. And I know as a Moto GP fan, we love that shit. I'll tell you that for free. Um, so yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, so are we settling the F1 argument here? What order they ended up then? Lando Norris was third and Charles Leclerc was sixth. One spot ahead of Sainz. Yes! Yeah. I'll, I will take that. I, I had a feeling they'd put Norris first. Bringing your total uh, back to 1,500 credits. Good, I, can, I can almost buy that pencil sharpener. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, look, as a quick as a quick note aside, I did have Norris higher than the, than the Claire in my rankings as well. So I am largely okay with that. I think Norris had an argument to be number one until about Sochi. So... Um, I can't begrudge them. I think three's a little on the high side because I think his season did tail off a little bit towards the end. He was up 19 places from last year. It does have to be said. Yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, he's definitely better than 22. There's no doubt about that. I wouldn't, I'm not sure if I'd go quite as high as three, mind you, given some of the superpowers that are in motorsport this year, but... He was pretty great this year. There's like, there were, like, if you're an argument guy for driver of the year for at least half the season, you're going to be in the top 10 most likely, especially given you're in F1 and F1 guys would always rank highest on an auto sport list. So yeah, like I'm actually quite proud. I was able to guess that one on the nose there. So I, I will take that. Um, I'm glad that they ended up going with something similar to how I had it in the end. But, uh, yeah, I, I gave them, I give, I give them some partial credit here, which is something I never want to do on this episode, but here we are. So then, right before I turn it over to King for the top two, I would like to give an honorable mention to drivers who just missed the cut. So we don't have who we don't have is IndyCar drivers like Romain Grosjean and Marcus Erickson did not mm -hmm. make the list. Uh, Kamui Kobayashi made the list, but his teammates Mike Conway and Jose Maria Lopez did not. That's Sebastian Buemi made the list, but his teammates Brendan Hartley and Kazuki Nakajima, now retired, did not. Maximilian Gertz did not make the list as the DTM champion. Mm. Teo Porcher and Robert Schwartzman from Formula That's 2 did not make the list. It's interesting that Joe made the list and Schwartzman didn't. That, that I find interesting. Because I've always said Schwartzman's got more upside in him than Zhao does. But interesting. Okay. Yeah, those are some of the notable omissions. Oit Tanak from the WRC did not make the list. Mm, nothing surprised me. Um, mm. 
Yeah, but I feel it is only right that I turn this back over to Ryan Eric King to settle the debate of whether or not Autosport thought Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen was a better driver in 2021. I said, yeah. just before you go, just before you go, King, I'm just, I'm just going to ask. Before you saw the list, who did you think they were going to put number one? Exactly how it played out. It's exactly okay. how I thought it was going to happen. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So this is the, so this is the moment. This is the moment where I have to guess yeah. which one they which one was right. number one. No, no. And I'm going to raise the stakes for a bit. Um, this is going to be an all or nothing thing. Um, you want to wager all fifteen hundred of your credits? A, a double or nothing. Basically, you know, I, I found the daily double. I'm going to go full James Holzhauser. I'm I'm shoving. It's, I'm going all in. You're going all um, in. I want I want the I want the remote controlled car for three thousand credits on the side. Um, it, it, it's got my name written on it. I'm shoving all in. My brain is telling me that they've gonna they're gonna put Hamilton number one anyway. Even though in my head, and in my heart, and if I was in charge of this list, my number one pick would be for Stafford. I love that King is laughing his head off in the band, because he knows and I don't, and I hate this now. <laughs> um, oh, do I go with what I would have done, or do I go with what I think also sport would do? Because, oh, this is tough. Because, you know what it is? They used the word moral champion earlier with Liam Lawson. And I think they may argue that Lewis Hamilton was the moral F1 champion. And F1 champion normally ends up number one. Very rarely doesn't that happen. Oh, this is tough. Well, um, I should point out, you have to remember when this list came out. <laughs> It came out before the finale, didn't it? Yep. <laughs> that does not help. <laughs> just, that, that does not help. Um, God, because Hamilton was on fire going into the final round of the season as well. Oh. Okay. If Regis Philbin was on the opposite end of the table, God rest his soul. Final answer... Lewis Hamilton. If Regis Philbin was across the table, at this point, we would build up the suspense. Yeah. And then yeah. we would cut to commercial, leaving oh. you hanging for five more minutes just so we could build up additional suspense. It's it, 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 it's like that clip of the one of the, the, the Monroe already goes, I'm a fat man, Regis, my heart can't take it. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. Oh, King, who was it? I can't look. Okay. So, number two on the list. The World Drivers Champion, Max Verstappen, meeting yes! number one. Yes! <laughs> number yes! one is Lewis Hamilton. I just want both showcases. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I went against my gut. Do you know how hard that is? Oh, no. I want that remote control car! Give it to me! Yes! Oh, God. Well, look. Um, 
I've echoed fr- even from before this finale, when this list was originally published, that either man would have been a worthy world champion. But in my humble opinion, I think Verstappen was the better driver this year. And I, I will stand by that opinion. I think Hamilton was just a little bit clumsier with the car this year, like Imola, you know, like Baku, that was self-inflicted, like Silverstone, that was ultimately his fault. Um, getting out qualified by George Russell at Spa. I think when you look at it with with the finest of tooth combs, I think Max was the better driver this year. I think Max just made less errors on the year. I think he was suffocating. I think there's going to be a more of a surprise element because we, we didn't think Red Bull was going to be this good. It's not that I don't think Hamilton doesn't deserve the number one spot. You could probably craft an argument one way or another to put Hamilton number one, but I think Verstappen was the better man this year. Um, and I think ultimately he deserved the title, even if you ignore the way we got there. Um, so for me, I think they got that the wrong way round, personally. Um, and I can't say I'm surprised that Autosport put Hamilton number one at all. Um, I'm actually surprised that I, that was not spoiled for me. Um, I genuinely, I did not see people talking about who was number one. I was actually surprised, especially given how, I guess there wasn't talk about it because in the eyes of F1 Twitter, the right man was number one. So I guess that's probably wasn't any backlash over it. Um, but I'm not entirely surprised that a lot of sport had number one. Um, you want me to but, read the uh, expert, expert of Autosports reasoning for the order? Sure, go for it. You can stop me uh, if, I, if I read something that seems like too far out of line that you just can't hold it anymore. No, but during a run of form where Verstappen seemed irresistible, who had had our top 50 wasn't a debate. The Dutchman was clearly the best driver. But that view slowly hmm? changed. It really started after the Monza crash with Lewis Hamilton because that ugly incident extended a run of clashes between the pair where Verstappen had been overly aggressive. <sighs> At Imola, Hamilton had been trying to hang out around the outside line, but Verstappen is ruthless in seeing him off the road, as was his right. But at Barcelona, his turn one pass required Hamilton to turn out of contact. At Silverstone, the roles were reversed, with Hamilton rightly penalized, but it was a close call. At Monza, both had a chance to back out, but it's Verstappen's list unwillingness to accept the situation after a slow stop had dropped him out of the victory fight, ultimately led to what could have been a very nasty outcome. Brazil was a key moment. Verstappen's actions of the Turn 4 incident were as aggressive as F1 had come to expect, but by sliding wide, he blamed worn tires. He left himself vulnerable to an officiating call that never came. And that led to the unedifying display in Jeddah because, from Verstappen's point of view, he could go up to that line over the real white ones, and it was fine, except it never was. You could sense Hamilton's exasperation over repeated moves of such intense aggression in the shove he gave back after their bizarre crash ahead of the final quarter. It's a feeling many shared that Verstappen was just going too far with no respect for fair play. He's seemingly do it, willing to do whatever it takes to win, although not as outrageously in sub and F1 history, but it's why the FIA was wrong not to intervene in Brazil. He's so fast, so talented, so unbelievably mentally adept in the most intense racing situation that he is a deserving champion and would be number one on this list. But all those incidents count for too much of what isn't acceptable in motorsport. Okay. Um... It's not as egregious as I thought it was going to be, their explanation. 
my response to that would be, don't penalise the driver for the stewards and race controls ineptitude. If the if race control did their jobs properly and actually read the rule book, maybe Verstappen doesn't go over that line so much. I don't blame Verstappen for taking advantage of a loophole in the officiating because that's ultimately what any smart racing driver would do if they're trying to win. And I don't hold that against Max. I hold that against how the sport is officiated, as far as I'm concerned. So I get the logic behind, you know, oh, Verstappen was dirty. So we think because Hamilton was the better pure driver that didn't break the rules besides Silverstone, that Verstappen therefore has been penalised. I don't buy that logic. I, I, I think, like... And I'm going to sound like a Hamilton Twitter account here for a second. I don't think you should bend over to the complicity of how the sport was regulated to hold that against Verstappen personally. I don't think that should hold up. Um, that's my humble opinion. And, like, I, I get it. You know, Hamilton was the cleaner of the two, if you want to say that, in wheel-to-wheel in -wheel combat. But... Let's not forget the most egregious flashpoint of the year came directly from the steering wheel of Lewis Hamilton, and that was at Silverstone as far as I was concerned. Um, and he got away with one himself in, in Abu Dhabi on the final round on the opening lap when he did exactly what Verstappen did. Like As far as I was concerned, it's, it's pretty tit-for-tat on the year overall. Um, and I don't think that should be a argument to put Verstappen further down the rankings as far as I'm concerned. I think that I, I disagree with all those sports overall uh, analysis of how they came to split those two up. I still maintain that I think Max was better on the year, even if he hadn't won the championship. And that's, I'd, I'd go as far as to say that even. Um, but hey, that's all those sport for you. Um, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be one of their lists without some degree of, of Max disagreement. But um yeah, um, now I can see why King was giggling when he said uh, it's exactly how I thought it would play out. Because yeah, I'm 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 in a hundred percent agreement with him because that's how I thought it might have played out, and that's exactly how it did play out in the end. So uh, yeah, um, gentlemen, I know you saw it before I did, but what were your overall thoughts on this before we get out of here? I'd say fairly solid list. It's definitely an improvement on last year's. I was going to ask if you thought this was like you know less egregious than last year's, and I, I think oh, far less egregious. Yeah. Oh, far, far less. Like, look, I, I've... this wasn't bad by all accounts. Like overall, top to bottom, you could probably tell from the last hour and a quarter or so. This really wasn't that bad by all accounts. Like, this is probably, I'd even go as far as to say this is probably the best list they've had since we started doing it on this show. There's only a couple that really stand out to me as questionable picks. The order of the top two, maybe. Christofferson being far too low. And I think Valtteri Bottas and Daniel Ricciardo are a bit, I think, are in the wrong way around. Um, certainly, I think Bottas still, I think, gets to benefit. I think George Russell was still a little bit high at 12 as well. But again, I think if you, if, I think he's on the higher end of what might be deemed acceptable. Um, 
given I said I think you've given him every benefit of the doubt to put him to put him at twelve because there's a lot of negative arguments you can make about George Russell given his resources and equipment, but clearly that was ignored. <laughs> so uh, you know, um, I get it. I get it. I disagree with it, but I get it. I don't think this was actually that bad a list by all accounts. So, uh, well done, Autosport, I guess. Look, I'm I'm going to celebrate my new remote control car I won at the fairground with my 3,000 credits. Um, I'm going to enjoy that. We're going to take a little break um, in January because we'll be back at the end of the month for our Formula E season preview for season eight and uh if it's anything like last year then it's going to be uh well interesting to say the least a lot a lot has changed a lot may end up staying the same we'll have to wait and see we'll talk about that more towards the end of january but uh until then places you can find us one more time on youtube.com forward slash motorsport 101 or on facebook.com forward slash motorsport 101 or on twitter and motorsport underscore 101 um we are instagram at motorsport 101 pod um, we're on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash motorsport101, and you can get all of those details and all of us and all our written articles, um, all of that on our website as well, motorsport101.com. Check it out if you haven't already. Until then, I've been Dre Harrison, they've been RJ O'Connell and Ryan Eric King, because who doesn't love a good list at the end of the day? Until then, sayonara. Bye. <laughs> No, but seriously, Valtteri Bottas at 21, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> Man, Cam, Cam Luke chatters and make the list. We didn't even have Formula... <laughs> we didn't even have W Series on this list. Oh, my God.